Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer, and it is time to brace yourself. The holidays are coming and we're talking decorations, family gatherings, more hustle and bustle of activities, shopping, traditions, and of course the added stress of it all. And toss in the fact that you have a kid with autism, it could get very overwhelming for them and for you. So to help us try and survive the holidays <laughs> with some explanations and some strategies, uh, I'm happy to have back again uh, Kyle Scheidecker and Nicole. Cole Fiambolis of Paragon Behavioral Health Services. Kyle is a BCBA and a clinical supervisor there, and Nicole is the owner and a BCBA as well. So welcome back. Thank Thank you. Glad you're here. (laughs) So the holidays present with a variety of challenges that are well outside the norm uh, for a person with autism. And could you briefly explain why the holiday celebrations could be overstimulating for them? Sure. Go ahead, Nicole. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We've got many days off Mm -hmm. from school, so. (laughs) I don't even think about that, all that free time. Absolutely. Uh, Unstructured time, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of unstructured time, um, a lot of stimulation when Mm -hmm. we are in school. There's, you know, parties, and Mm -hmm. um, so our schedule is just very off. We also have Mm -hmm. social gatherings when we're home. Uh, We have just the house is different. We have decorations around the house. Um, So just a lot of things going on that is just a change from our normal routine. And even though a child may like it, you know, it's still, everything is still so different. I know my Mm -hmm. son loves Christmas and the songs, but everything's still different. Like school performance kind of goes down because of all the, all the changes in that time period. Mm -hmm. So it's good to be aware of all that's going on there. Um, So the big thing is, of course, having family gatherings. We have to get together. You know, we have Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever is coming up. Um, How can families help prepare their child for a family gathering at somebody else's home? Because there's potential for a lot of unpredictability there. Again, the change in routine, uh, the the smells, the noises, you know, little kids running around. Um, Any ideas of how to help prep? Sure. The the big thing is just trying to prepare the child in any way possible. Uh, Social stories are a great way to do that. You know, okay, we're going to go over to uh, John's house and, you know, we're going to have dinner and, or, you know, if you're going to grandma's house or wherever, just prep them with social stories. Can you explain just a little bit what a social story is? Just real brief, just for those who don't know what that Um, is. Social stories are basically a, a little book or a script that you guys create using pictures or you know, whatever uh, means you have that kind of describe what's going to happen. And you, okay. so you can kind of read the story from the child's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you start out, well, you know, we're going to go to John's house and we're going to sit down and we're going to have dinner mm-hmm. and then we're going to sit at the table and talk or we're going to move to the, you know, living room and we're going to talk and the kids are going to go play in here and you can, you can bring your iPad into the room, or, you know, yeah. however you want to phrase it, whatever your child's into, mm-hmm. depending on what their uh, skill levels are, you can kind of uh, phrase it to that. Right. It's preparation. Uh, always, yeah. always prep, prep, prep until yeah. uh, in, until they're used to kind of what's, what's going on. Um, but it, talking with the host family, trying to get a schedule from them mm-hmm. can help. So you can help preparing, uh, prepare the uh, child and you can create a, ske- a visual schedule at home for your child using pictures and stuff like that just to to help and even you know have a checklist for the for the child okay you know we got in the car and we got here let's check that off boom okay now we're we finished dinner let's check yeah just so they can kind of see the progression a lot of uh children on the spectrum struggle because we we place demands and just say okay we're going to do this mm-hmm. 
but there's no finite time for them and they really right. struggle. They don't know when they're, it's almost done. Right. Um, whereas maybe a typical child can pick up on the night kind of winding down a little bit. They, they're not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. So put a schedule together for them and it can really help out with some of that, that stuff. predictability, mm-hmm. having that is really, so preparedness and predictability. If, if you can, yeah. If you can, <laughs> just you can. Mm-hmm. All right, so what about if families are the ones who actually are hosting? Um, would you recommend the same kinds of things if they're gonna be at their house? Or, like I know with my kid, it, when we would have people over, you know, we always thought he had to do this and that and be there. And now I'm at the point where like, you know what, you're, we're going to do this. You're going to say hello. If you want to hide in your room for a little bit, I'm okay with that. You know? So, I mean, so is there anything different that you would add to if you're the host yourself? You know, it, it, it you could have exactly that. You could have, oh, yeah. you can go hide a little bit. Yeah. Um, Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> you can't spend the entire night no. in your room, but you know, preparation you know try mm-hmm. and keep a predictability uh to it if you can set up a schedule where okay we're going to have dinner from this time to this time we're going to have right. you know drinks from this time to this time we're going to have you know whatever set it up like that right. and uh that can help but depending on the age of your child yeah it is very typical for you know a teenager or something to disappear right after dinner and go into their room <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> that's okay you yeah. know it's you can't force them to to be there the whole time right you know and even uh even a younger even a younger kid all that extra stress can add yeah you know it can tire them out really quick so early bedtime might not be a bad idea you know if if they're starting to get a little whiny or something like that that's perfectly okay that's okay all right um all right so I like I like that those suggestions, the predictability and and being prepared, but we can't always put the burden of preparation solely on the shoulders of our caregivers. So if you're inviting somebody with autism into your home, uh, what you can do to make it easier will be, I, I think, more appreciated than you would ever know. Um, so how can a host of a holiday gathering make things more comfortable for the guests with autism and their family so everybody can have a good time? Right. Yeah. What do you yeah. What do you say I mean, to that? Just be open mm-hmm. with um, the family that you're inviting over. Mm-hmm. You know, ask them if there's anything. You know, what What does your child like to eat? Yeah. For instance, is a big one because I know sometimes during the holidays we have all of these elaborate meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. Which sometimes you know, typical people. We you know we pumpkin pie mm-hmm. i don't know what you like to eat uh, during the i mean turkey mashed potatoes a lot yeah. of a lot of extra sensory stuff yeah um, they have like this feast of the seven fishes it's it, like a that tradition that, that's where, a new one for me oh yeah that, yeah <laughs> that. i mean and there's some things that i've seen in holiday gatherings where i'm like mm, i don't know if i'm gonna try right. you know what aunt jane brought over <laughs> um, yeah so <laughs> you know i mean just as as a host you know if if you're going to have a family um, and they have a child with autism, you know, just just say, hey, you know, what what do, do they yeah. like to eat? Maybe I can make, you know, something special for them yeah. as well, just so that they're not feeling excluded. Right. Um, even offer up maybe kind of a safe place for them. You know, if there's like a back sunroom that could mm-hmm. kind of be like a nice quiet space because sometimes when there's a lot of people, you know, they're in a new environment, there's a lot going on, there's Christmas yeah. trees and lights. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's nice for them to just have their their time a couple minutes to just kind of you know 
rest and recoup and yeah you know maybe have some special toys back there um, a safe space yeah really I yeah. think you were gonna add something or uh, I was no? just gonna just add on to yeah. you know the uh, with the the diets and everything like that mm-hmm. and like Nicole said there are a lot of new foods that yeah. you're not going to come across normally you know coming you have ham like mm-hmm. spiral ham that mm-hmm. that's not a normal everyday food that you come across right. so it's yams yeah <laughs> yams or you know uh, uh cranberry sauce or yeah. something like that doesn't come around often right so there's no time and uh, well, some people just don't like them right um and don't expect or don't be offended if right. if they don't eat it or it doesn't go according to plan because yeah. it rarely ever does yeah just just take it easy yeah right? and i think from a parent perspective just simply asking what you had said nicole like what what do you need what can we do i i think that just means everything mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's just that simple yeah. open what communication is, yeah. is great yeah. yeah and then actually follow through and just listen because the parent knows what they're talking about when it comes <laughs> to what their child needs you know all right um and we're going to talk about a little bit of some things get a little more challenging. We, we have traditions. I, I know in, in our family, it's, it's hard to change tradition. This is what we do. Um, uh, there's no deviating. Some families are, are like that. Um, and extended family. And, and we love them. And they love us. But unfortunately, sometimes they can be the root of additional stress. And, um, so how can parents or caregivers deal with pressure from families who expect kids to follow every tradition, just like everybody else, which is, you know, that's fine having that viewpoint, but, you know, they just can't turn off the autism. So we're, we're talking to you extended families. What, you know, <laughs> what can we what can we do to make, make that a little bit easier? Uh, education is the best. Yeah. Um, open communication, like we had just said, um, just be open with your family. Don't, don't pull the punches. Don't try and sugarcoat it, make it seem like, it's something yeah. when it's not because if you go in saying, "Oh well, no, they can do that," yeah. when they don't have the skill set, they're not. Right. You know, everyone puts all the ornaments on the tree. Well, you know, it's a lot of commotion going back and forth. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't have the best uh, dexterity in their hands, and they mm-hmm. drop an ornament. You can't, you know, expect them to go. Oops, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it's it's a big thing. So just education. Be open with your family, and do your best to let some of what they say just kind of roll off your back. It's not, yeah. you know, it it could come from, you know, grandma who's 96 years old and and doesn't <laughs> know how to change. <laughs> yeah, it, and and you're not going to. So just kind of let it go and you know don't take it personally because right. it's not meant that way. Yeah, sometimes easier said than done. Very but, much know, so. You know, hopefully, you know, they're listening to this. And just, again, just let it roll off your back. You know, it doesn't have to be compacted into two days and we don't have to do this. Like, it's so it's okay. And, you know, and I, I think the opposite is true with um, folks who don't want to, like, don't really invite that participation. You know, I think education is the same key there. So, yeah. like, this is what we all do. But, oh, he may not want to do it because... He can't or he mm-hmm. won't, but just there are well, ways to yeah, include. If you go yeah. out Christmas caroling with your family yeah. or something and you've got a nonverbal child, that's hard. You know, they're, they're not sure. going to understand. They're not going to want to walk around, right. you know, in the cold and sing and, and sing, you know, or, or, or <laughs> whatever. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's some things that, you know, even you don't like the tradition because 
it puts an unnecessary stress on you, but you suck it up for the sake yeah. of the holidays, that child's not going to understand. Right. And so just educating, uh, that's that's the key yeah. with, with a lot of uh, the family stuff and everything, uh, the holiday yeah. traditions. It's just education on what, and being open with yourself yeah. on what your child is capable of. Right. Oh, that's that's very fair too. Yeah. Um, and celebrate, yeah. celebrate how far your child has come. You know, uh, don't don't let it get you down around yeah. the holidays either. Yeah, I think that's perfect, perfect, great advice. And you know what? I, I think we're going to talk more about this in uh, the second part of this. So thank you for you know informing our families and extended families of what to expect when we we all start getting together. Um, but we're going to come back and talk more about this subject. So thank you again for being here. And thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Autism Society of Berks County, inspiration and impact. For more information, visit us at AutismSocietyOfBerksCounty.org. Join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group. And check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.